You are listening to Booze, Bullshit, and True Crime. I'm Bree. <laughs> I'm waiting. And we're going to talk about some gnarly shit. Some gnarly delicious shit. I guess. Yeah. I mean, fast food's delicious. <laughs> sure. Murder's not. Yeah. Obviously. It's not. In my case, it's kind of sad. Oh, my! I mean, mine's really sad, too, but my background, I mean... Mine didn't so. happen at a facility, at a fast food facility, but it happened because of fast food. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Mine definitely happened at a fast food restaurant. Did you do the New York case? That was, like, really recent? Nope. Oh. Sure didn't, but it's good. Okay. So how was your week? It was good. Was it? Yeah, it was fine. What did we do? Worked. Then went home and Galleon's birthday party. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Galleon. That was fun. It was a Happy roaring... Happy late birthday again. Yeah. Roaring 20s theme. Prohibition. Prohibition? Prohibition? Mm-hmm. No. I had a good time, though. Yeah, it was a good fun. time. Well, I might as well get started with my background. Do it. Right now. So, this topic specifically was a little tough to figure out what to do as far as, like, background goes and what direction to go with it. So I started out my research trying to figure out which fast food chain had the most murders. So, what's your guess? McDonald's. Yes. Is that because you can read my notes? No, because I saw that as one of my little statistics that came up when I was searching. Statistics. Yeah, one of my statistics. (laughs) Uh, Well, you're correct. McDonald's wins at fast food sales and murder. There's a few reasons for this, There's apparently. fucking so many of them. They're it's everywhere. It's like 7-Eleven. <laughs> in Thailand. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in general, 7-Eleven holds the highest, like, crazy crimes happening there. Like, really? Like, in the sense of, like, violent murdering and shootings and stuff like that. Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't like that. Fuck. Anyways, continue. Um. Are you where? So they're everywhere. Oh, <laughs> that was my next note was in Bangkok. They were everywhere, and that was the only place we could get Americanized food. Well, yeah. Yeah, it really was. Uh, McDonald's are also generally open late at night, or some are 24-7, right? Yeah. Yeah. They have cheap food and can sometimes attract some squirrely characters. They largely cater to young low-income customers. Like, I know I ate a shit ton of McDonald's when I was in college and just out of high school just because it was cheap. I came, I came across an article by Christopher Beam on Slate.com titled, Why Is There So Much Violent Crime at Fast Food Restaurants? So, perfect. And it gave me some interesting insight, so I was going to throw a quote in here from that. Fast food restaurants haven't entirely replaced banks as crime targets, and criminal activity in such places is no longer on the rise. The Bureau of Labor Statistics estimates the number of homicides at limited service restaurants, which are like, you know, uh, KFC and Burger King. That 
type of crime in that kind of location has declined from 35 murders in 2007 to 15 in 2009. So it's a little dated, but it was going down at that point. But fast food establishments like Wendy's and Burger King do see more crime than their full-service counterparts like Ruby Tuesdays and Olive Garden. And that bureau estimates that the rate of assaults at limited-service restaurants is more than twice as high as at full-service. So, like, compared to an Olive Garden. So, sit-down restaurants had 0.8 assaults per year, or per 10,000 employees in 2009, and fast food joints had 1.8, so over double. Well, yeah. So that's that on all that. Oh wow! Oh wow! Those are some good stats. This is some good popcorn. Mm. I should really stop eating this. I'm going yes, to. Yes, please. Sorry, guys. I thought I'd round out the end of this little segment though with some funny and gross fast food facts. Okay. So if you were reading about this shit, you probably know all of these, but I'm going to say them anyways. Okay. Because the people in the microphone don't know, probably. There's a lot of people in the microphone. There are like five. Lots. <laughs> Customers started suing Subway over their like claim of their foot-long sandwiches because they were claiming they were 11 inches long, which was true. They were jipping people by like an inch, but a bunch of these people came together and did like a civil suit against Subway, and Subway settled out of court, and they promised to make their foot-long sandwiches 12 inches long. Are they 12 inches long now, actually? Yeah. Seriously? That's what I read. Oh. We need to get one and put this to the test. All right. But Can we sue them, then? <laughs> I don't think so. We probably could if we really wanted to. <laughs> this sounds like a lot of work. I just couldn't believe that that many people came together to do that. That was pretty amazing to me. Um, False advertisement, Jerry. Jerry? He's the guy that does the Subway. Is he the guy that lost all the weight yeah. from eating Subway, apparently? Yeah. Amazing. Didn't he get in trouble for something? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it bad? Mm-hmm. Was it kids? Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm pretty sure it was kids. I actually don't know. Sorry, Jerry. I might be wrong. <laughs> Uh, Anyways, we could definitely easily Google research that, but there's yeah. no way to know. There's no way to know because <laughs> the computer's not right in front of us. <laughs> A 2010 study found that 48% of fast food soda fountains contained fecal matter. That's disgusting. How? People think it's from not being cleaned or people with unwashed hands using the machines. That's disgusting. Right? Isn't that really gross? That made me in my mouth a little bit, so. Fantastic. KFC isn't joking when they say their 11 herbs and spices are top secret. <laughs> there are, and when Aphromance is it too, there are two separate production plants that create half of the mixture, and then there's a computer that does the mixing at a different location, ensuring that no single location has the full recipe. Okay. It's not that good. No, it's really not. <laughs> You're protecting bullshit, but protecting it heavily. Uh, McDonald's confirmed that any single burger from a location could have parts from as many as a hundred different cows in it. Wow. I don't know why that freaked me out so bad, but it did. In general, chicken nuggets from fast food locations contain very little meat and are mostly birds' bones, fat, and tendons. 
all pulverized together. Bones? Yeah. Nice. That's why they're so good. They're so good. <laughs> uh, Do they have a secret spice, too? To their breading for their chicken nuggets? Is that why they're so good? Who's they? McDonald's. I have no fucking idea. Oh, that's the whole secret spice to fucking KFC is yeah, just the breading to the southern chicken. fried chicken. Oh, jeez. Okay. Way more important. No. In 2005, Arby's customer David Scheiding found a piece of human flesh in his chicken sandwich. The manager of the location had cut his thumb while shredding lettuce, and he didn't, like, throw up out the bin of lettuce that he cut his finger into, and that dude sued Arby's for over $50,000. Only 50000 I thought that was quite like a bit. 000. He didn't even eat it. He just found it. Still, that's, I'm traumatized from that. Just reading it. I don't know. I'd be okay with making fifty grand af- after finding a fingertip in my salad. <laughs> I just don't eat salads from drive throughs though. That is true. I can't do it. I'd rather have a burger. You want to go first? No, you gotta go first. Why? Huh? Why? Because my notes are low, and I was just gonna bullshit. <laughs> but what? there's so many, like, of these McDonald's employees going ape shit crazy and just starting beating the crap out of customers, or like customers antagonizing. So I kind of want to talk about that and see which one of your videos were the favoritest. Because then we could favoritist. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> favoritist. The favoritist. <laughs> It's Monday and it's been a long week. Yes. It's been a long <laughs> week. Yeah, it's Monday. Um, I forgot my booze too, so. No, we have Jack Daniels. True. And Coke. Podcast has already started. Coca-Cola, people. Coca-Cola. Do we have Coca-Cola? Yes. You want to pause this for a second and go take a shot? No. Because I want to get this over with. It will take two minutes. No. We can take a shot afterwards. Do your Lame. notes. All right. Uh, do my notes? Do notes, notes are done. I will do speaking now. Speak of them. <laughs> Into the microphone for the people. Paul. The podcast. Okay. Who is it? What? Paul. 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 <laughs> Paul. But Hi, Paul. I'm Paul. Paul Dennis Reed Jr., a.k.a. the fast food killer. Oh, I know this one. Yep. This guy is the lord of all losers. That's nice. That's a nice way of saying it. Yes. Yes. He's a maniacal piece of shit. Um, really bad. Really bad. Story starts in 1997. Reed had moved out to Nashville because he was trying to become a country music star, as you do. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing a very good job, either. He was working at a Shoney's restaurant as a dishwasher, which I had never heard of. Do you know what that is? I don't even know what that is, but... It's some kind of fast food restaurant. He got fired from that position on February 15th, 1997 for losing his temper and throwing a plate that hit a fellow employee. Damn. Fool's crazy. That's a bad day at work. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was kind of telling. He was losing it. The following day, two victims were slain at a Captain D's restaurant not far from the Shoney's Reed was fired from. Don't know what Captain D's is either. Isn't that, uh, it's like a fucking White Castle. Uh, is it? I am pretty sure. Okay. That's old, 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 old. Another fast food restaurant. Yeah. Right up the street. 
Those victims were 16-year-old Sarah Jackson and 25-year-old Steve Hampton, and they were slain execution style. Reed had shown up to the Captain D's before it opened and caught the employees coming in for work, and he pretended he was trying to get a job and wanted to apply, so they let him in early before they opened. Bad move. Reed robbed the place, made Jackson and Hampton lay face first on the floor, then shot them both execution style in the back of the head. Damn it. He could have just run away. Yeah. He didn't have to do any of that. He could have just robbed them. He took the cash and prepaid the lease on his car, so that's not suspicious in any way. Or traceable. Uh, my brain just took the fattest fart ever. Here we go. Mm-hmm. He was eventually convicted of these crimes, these two murders, and he was given two life sentences on April 20th, 1999. It's one hell of a 420. <laughs> I wasn't going to make a comment. I did in my notes written yeah, down. No. So. <laughs> I had to allude to it. Um, so that was that crime. There's a few separate ones I'm going to go over as well, but I will go over like what the sentences were so it's not quite as confusing at the end. So, on March 23rd, 1997, so, like, the next month, Reed waited outside until close at a McDonald's in the area, and he pulled a gun on Jose Gonzalez as he was taking the trash out and ordered him back into the building. Whoa. That's terrifying. Yes. Just go out to take out the trash at your shitty job at the fucking shitty-ass McDonald's, and then some dude points a gun at you right as you're about to leave. Bad day. Yeah. It was a bad day. 27-year-old Ronald Santiago, 23-year-old Robert Sewell, and 17-year-old Andrea Brown were still inside finishing up their shifts at the time. And Reed, again, robbed the McDonald's, as you do. But then he ordered the employees into a storeroom, which I'm assuming is like a storage room. Yeah. And shot everyone but Gonzalez. They were all lying face down on the floor. Shot everybody but Gonzalez in the back of the head. And then this dumb motherfucker had run out of bullets and didn't have enough bullets to shoot all of them, so then he proceeded to stab Gonzalez 17 times and left him for dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah? yeah? Is that how you feel about that? Yeah. Damn. Stabbing something is pretty serious. And then 17 times. But Gonzalez was the only survivor, and he identified Reed in his, kill- or in his attempted killing. Perfect. So he kind of got justice for everybody else that was... Mm-hmm killed as well but he survived somehow that's a lot of stabs that's a lot of stabs reed eventually received three death death sentences i can't fucking talk today which i didn't even realize was a thing i thought you got like one death (laughs) sentence and that was kind of the whole deal no yeah he got three so these murders he was convicted of on may 27th 2000. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm so tired and out of it right now. Yes, we both are. <laughs> that number is stumped. So I'm just sitting here like, wow, I haven't heard this story actually. That'll do it too. And we just mm-hmm. got a big belly full of food. I have popcorn sitting in front of me right now. Smells really good. It is really good, but I don't want to eat popcorn into the microphone anymore. <laughs> sorry, guys. Okay, so he was convicted of that set of murders at the McDonald's. And the location of the McDonald's was just down the road from the Shoney's and Captain D's as well. So it's like all on a line. He's hitting all these places, all these senseless killings just for robbing the place and then leaving. 
A month after that set of slayings in the McDonald's, Reed targeted a local Baskin-Robbins, which, like, sacrilege. I love ice cream. So sad. And there's young girls working at the ice cream store. It's all sad, but one of the girls was 16-year-old Michelle Mace. There was also a... I think 17 year old that worked at McDonald's too. So these are like their first jobs. Yeah. Their first like little taste of freedom and then this shit happens. It's just fucked up. So 16 year old Michelle Mace was in the Baskin Robbins and 21 year old Angela Holmes. And he somehow got them to open the door after they had already closed. He then kidnapped the young women and drove them 50 miles northwest of Nashville to Dunbar Cave State Natural Area, which I'm assuming is like. A national park of some yes. state park. Once he had the girls there, he slashed their throats, and Reed was finally arrested in June 1997, and was linked to all seven murders that I just went over. So how long was this guy killing for them? Ninety four so, to ninety seven. When did he get? Yeah. Damn. And he had like. Three spurts of murder. Yeah. Yeah. So like 94, 95, 97 probably? Yeah, like less than a year between yeah. all of them. Um, and how he was caught, like he might have gotten away with everything as long as he didn't get in trouble with the law ever again. But he couldn't contain himself. And after he had killed all these people and nobody was leaking him to the crime, he showed up at the Shoney manager's house that had fired him from his dishwashing job there. And he had a knife, and he was fucking going crazy. Yeah. And trying to, like, get in and get him, so obviously the guy called the fucking police. Yeah. Duh. And that's when he got taken in, and then they started linking him to shit. His trials were separate for each set of murders, and he received two death sentences for the Baskin-Robin murders on September 22nd, 1999. Yeah, so it was 1997 to 1999. 94 to 99. His trial is 97.99. Was it? Yeah. I believe you. I wrote these notes a few days ago, and I am sleepy. In total, Reed received seven death penalties, the most ever handed down to a single person in the state of Tennessee, which I thought was really interesting. But look how I spelled Tennessee. <laughs> and usually, grammatically, I'm really good. Tennessee. 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 Reed, however, never saw the inside of an execution chamber. He died on November 1st, 2013 at Nashville General Hospital at Meharry, whatever the fuck that means. The cause of death was stated to be complications due to pneumonia, heart failure, and upper respiratory issues. Malnourishment. Malnourishment? Yeah. He was a male and he did not eat enough malnourishment. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Talk about things. I'm not talking about anything with you anymore. Oh. Always so rude to me. Well, we're only at 19 minutes, so. I know. Talk to them about stuff. I don't want to talk to them. They're not listening. <laughs> but they're not. Tell them the truth. So, those are my notes. Oh, man. It took you an hour to do. It didn't even take me an hour to do them. Yeah, it did. No, I don't. It took me an hour to figure out what I was going to do and talk about. Okay. Boom. All right. But you've seen all those videos that have gone viral on Facebook of the fast food employees 
throwing shit through the window or no fight you haven't seen the one oh we'll post it on facebook but it's there's a woman that is in like a tahoe or a big truck of some sort and she has one of those train horns okay so she pulls up and she's talking to the fast food employee through the window and the employee's like saying here's your coke blah blah blah. as the employee's handing them the drink they blow the train horn scares them and the employee laughs but at the same time gets like his revenge by throwing the drink into the car jesus (laughs) and then there's that one though mcdonald's one where the employee hops over the counter and starts slapping the crap out of the customer with the tray over like not getting a milkshake order correct or something i am not surprised no so there's a lot of crazy things that happen i feel like i've seen crazier things happen and when i was doing my notes i actually kind of went down a rabbit hole because i googled fast food crimes and the first thing that popped up was like four and five videos so then that turned into me watching like 12 videos and then being like, oh, crap, I got to do my notes. And then being like, oh, I'm going to watch one more video. We have to get up at 5.30, 6 in the morning. And I was just sitting here waiting Six for him to do his, no- his notes. And he's just looking at videos on YouTube. It's only 8.30. I'm old, and it takes a while to upload to the feed. Okay. So help me with this last name, because it's either... Pritchett. It's Pritchett. Yeah. Okay. Easy. <laughs> well done. So Ronald Pritchett was 34. And this story just kind of popped out to me because it was really recent, but as well as there's un- other underlying issues involved. Besides fast food. Besides fast food. Yes. <laughs> okay. But it involves fast food in yes. some way. Absolutely. Okay. 100%. So his parents actually went. Like, left him at home. He's 34 years old. He lives with his parents. Oh, I know what this story is. He left, or his parents left him at home. They went to go get lunch at McDonald's or something like that. They ate there, drove home. So their son was very, very, very angry that mom and dad didn't bring back fast food for him. I want my Big Mac! Yeah, he wanted his cheeseburger really bad. So... They knew knew he was angry and upset, and they went upstairs and locked themselves in their room. So Ron allegedly ran upstairs with the knife to confront his parents. Oh, my God. And after they returned without a cheeseburger, he kicked open their door and stabbed his 58-year-old father repeatedly in the chest and his 57-year-old mother repeatedly in the head. Before fleeing in his father's Chevy. Oh, my suburban. God. That's so intimate, stabbing somebody in the head. Yes. That just made me so sad. So the couple was rushed to the hospital. The father passed away, and his his mother actually survived, and she was treated for her wounds. The next day, Ronald was arrested, and it was actually the day before Thanksgiving that this happened because Ronald was arrested on Thanksgiving. That's awful. Yes, and he was arrested in Mississippi with his dad's vehicle. He actually drove it to a relative's house nearby, and the cops had been searching all the relatives' homes for their his dad's, you know, Chevy Suburban. Uh-huh. 
finally found it. He actually did not want to come out. He refused. To oh come really? Out. He didn't want to go yeah. to prison. Yeah. And the cops actually had a place around it and they sent in a canine and the canine got him. Damn. And and they pulled him out of the house. Damn. It was a crazy whole ordeal. That sounds intense. So his mother actually a very big advocate for her son's release and wanted him out. Why? He actually, this was not covered in a lot of the media, as well as the Attorney General, which I'm not going to say names or anything, but he kind of played off his mental illness as like he had problems, he had issues, not like he was mentally ill or declared mentally ill. He was pretty much trying to make sure that he couldn't claim insanity. Okay. Innocence. Okay. So his mom actually said that he had suffered from schizophrenia and bipolar disorder and had uh, stopped taking his medicine since he moved home to Mississippi. And that's hard because you can't make a grown-ass adult. Mm-mm. And he's 32 and he was diagnosed for the first time at 18. Wow. Yeah. So he was... There was a big ordeal with in his trial. Like, one judge wasn't allowing certain things, so they're saying that it wasn't a fair trial. He was able to transfer his case to a new judge. And in that case, when he, they transferred to the new judge, they actually uh, declared him incompetent in 2016. Okay. And that same judge actually said that yes he is a danger to himself and others but she found him not guilty by reason of insanity for the second degree murder charge and attempted a second degree murder and unauthorized use of a vehicle she just ordered him to treatment at the east louisiana mental health system in jackson for treatment so he'll be locked up in a mental yeah. health facility instead of in a prison, which I think mm-hmm. is better. I would hope so. Yeah, and this was a like quote or statement from his mom that she was saying the family had tried for a really long time to help Ronald and that he is not a monster and that she's just happy he's able to get the help that he needs. And she and was that, stabbed twice in the head. Yes, and she was stabbed twice in the head. Wow. Yeah. That's really sad. So I was doing my research on it, and a lot of, like, the headlines just said, you know, killer at fucking uh, McDonald's, blah, blah, blah. Nothing about his mental health issues and stuff like that. So once I started reading it, I was like, holy crap. And it was pretty bad. But he's also still alive, and he is still in prison, locked up. In psychiatric prison. Yes. It's a treatment facility, but it's still a prison. It's I like, wonder if his mom visits hospital. him. Probably. He looked a lot he healthier killed in her. his booking pictures than, like, the profile pictures that they're putting on the news articles and stuff. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. He killed his dad, though, like, yeah, his mom's he husband. Was, but the whole thing behind him was, like, he was, at a certain point, actually stating that those two people, like, his mom and dad were not his mom and dad. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then during uh, court, his mom was actually able to reach out to him and 
say I love you and he acknowledged her as his mother by nodding at her, at her. Okay. Yeah. So he was he's suffering pretty bad from everything that I read about it. That's awful. I'm sure yes. he is. I'm sure that's not what he wanted to do. No. And I was just going to talk about some other crazy crimes too. So my mom grew up in a small <laughs> town in Connecticut and when she was growing up, there was always, you know, she was a small town, so they always talked about, you know, oh, that's the whatever brothers. They're always getting into trouble, shit like that. Okay. So there's these... Small t- town gossip. Yeah. So there's these two boys. They always hung out together, and they're always a fucking bunch of douchebags, I guess. Okay. Evidently, they knew about this family going on vacation and they would just go over to people's houses and like break in and hang out at their house while they're on vacation that's and like so weird and, yeah just being weird that's weird why mm, I don't, they didn't I don't steal know. anything no they just would go hang out there and smoke and what the fuck? eat their food drink their water booze drink their water i don't know what else would be in their house it's the east coast wow everything's locked up mm-hmm. it is um, anyways, so the family went on vacation, but the husband didn't go with. So what happened was the husband came home and the boys were there. Evidently, the two boys jumped the husband and beat him up and tied him up. What? Freaked out, poured gasoline all over inside the house and lit the house on fire. The mom or the wife, turned around because she actually forgot a few things at the house and was just down the street, like, at the grocery store picking up ice and stuff. So she was like, oh, I'm just going to strike it back. So went back. The boys were out front of the house. The whole family came home. Everybody ran up to the, you know, front of the house and started freaking out. The two boys that lit the house on fire at that point pushed or grabbed everybody, pushed everybody in, but one person, which was the, like, second oldest daughter, she was, like, ten or nine or something like that, knocked everybody else out, tied them up, killed them, let them stay there to burn, and then traveled after the little girl, the one that ran away, grabbed her, dragged her back to the house, put her in there, and all this was because they are just afraid of getting caught. What? Yeah, and the husband survived. They probably would have just told them to get the fuck out of the house and went and talked to their parents. Like, come on. Yeah. Crazy. All of it just to get, not to get caught. And that's all they said in court. They were not on drugs. No. They're, I mean, they're high weed. Not on weed. They weren't on anything. No. No. Not from what I know. And that's like a really big Connecticut story case. That's terrifying. Yeah. I hate that. Thanks. I hate it. And But they weren't, like, well, they were obviously violent, but no one said anything about them being violent. They just got scared, so I could imagine being mentally ill and a, thinking somebody's going to harm me or people are out to harm me and me trying to defend myself. But then when asked about it, I can't articulate to them, so I could see how I'd be able to get frustrated, not to murder somebody, but... You get I'm kind of getting after? No? No. Okay. 
What's the craziest thing you've ever seen at a fast food place in like the Central Valley? Oh, I was at a fight at a McDonald's in Walmart. <laughs> yeah, the one right there off of Blackstone. What happened? I don't know. I was just checking out, and then I heard a bunch of screaming, and I was walking that way, and I heard a bunch of screaming, and then I saw some guy get pushed, and then I saw that guy get pushed, hit somebody, and then the guy that he hit, hit him, and he went down to the ground, and then I kept walking, and I was like, damn, is that fool not going to get up? And as I walked through the door, I looked behind me, and he was like, nah, he ain't getting up. So I just kept walking, and that was it. That was the craziest one. Where are you in life that you fight someone inside a Walmart? Walmart McDonald's. Didn't you? They're fighting over like a table or something. Didn't some dude try and fight you in Walmart recently? I feel like something like that happened. No, he yelled at me because I cut him off walking through the door. Yeah. I guess. He was talking to a little kid getting candy. (laughs) Yeah. People are fucking crazy. It was nuts. That old man, like, he he literally wanted to, like, run me over with his cart. He was mad. There I was, was kind of shocked. There was also that kid that slammed that bottle of vodka on the floor in front of us in line. Yeah. Because him and his girlfriend couldn't buy fucking Smirnoff. <laughs> yeah. Strawberry Shattered vodka. it everywhere. And then I'm pretty sure he got tackled before he got to the entrance. I'm pretty sure he did too. But also he smashed it like right at his own feet. So he kind of just got himself all soaked in vodka soaked in. goes to light a cigarette yeah. ashes on himself and just explodes no that's not how vodka works but i was kidding <laughs> oh well on that hilarious joke we should probably end this podcast but this was a mini stove brought to you by boots bullshit and true cut. <laughs> nicely done thank you good night not yet we have a Facebook. We have an Instagram. We have Gmail. Booze, BS, and True Crime. You should fucking send us some shit. I'm going to hate myself when I fucking have to edit this. Goodbye.